Tim Hortons is awful. They got the worst breakfast in the game, which is weird because they pretty much started the game, at least here in Canada. Coffee is dog shit. Their coffee was the coffee I got was bad. I got a dark roast, two cream, chocolate syrup flavor shot in it. He brought me it out already as soon as I, the first sip was lukewarm. Just bad. The lids on the coffee mugs, it's I'm sporting, spilling all over my beard. And it's not my fault, you know? I know how to drink. Their, their lid design is just fucking terrible. They never give you a second cup for the to keep the warmth in or a sleeve. You always got to ask them for it. As soon as they give you the coffee, they always take off like they're just in a super rush, which they're not. But man, they nailed this breakfast sandwich today. And, uh... I think it's all downhill from here. Can comedian Tyler Penner answer 100 questions in 5 minutes to win the Manitoba Money Shot? All this plus road rage on this episode called Tyler Penner Shoots a New Bothwell. And what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 Time I moved to Manitoba. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Fucking cocksucker in the turning lane with his ass sticking out like a Kardashian bitch. Moving forward in an 80s zone, too busy taking selfies on the fucking phone. Lip dick loser, bitch, I'm out of range. Nearly hits my whip with a California lane change. Goddamn fuck, don't know how to drive. But when I piss them out, I feel so alive. Road, rage, road, rage, road, rage, road. Motherfucking shitty drivers everywhere And when I honk, 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 I look to his stamp Your fucking high beams are making me go blind So go and fuck your mom if you would be so kind You gotta flick your arm for seven blocks It's indicating me that you're a fucking cop And if I pass you on the road, you're a middle class Take your middle finger, shove it up your fat ass Road, rage, road Shut the hell up! It's the Mantle Money Shop Podcast. My name is Ronald George Moore, and you're going to get to know Tyler Penner today. Stand-up comic. Very funny man. Uh, we met years, decade even, ago, and you heard him at the beginning of the show, of course. He just started a podcast called Prairie Dumpster. You can find it on YouTube. It's brand spanking new. Uh, and he's also a regular at Rumors. He's done showcases around the city. Um, there's an actual album recorded, uh, called, what's it called? Stand Up Prairie, Zero Peripheral Vision, featuring a plethora of local stand-ups, including Tyler Penner. So if you have Apple Music, you can always type in Tyler Penner, and a few tracks will come up. Hell, listen to the whole album. Why not? What are you doing right now? Nothing! Not now, though. You're listening to the show after the show, of course. He's not too big on the social medias, but he's on Instagram, Tyler Penner Comedy. That's T-Y-L-E-R-P-E-N-N-E-R-C-O-M-E-D-Y. Instagram, yeah. And uh, yeah, YouTube to check out his uh, Prairie Dumpster stories. Very entertaining stuff. Always funny, always a pleasure to talk to. Gotta love Tyler Penner. Uh, if you want to support this show, hey, we're on Patreon. Hey, Tyler Penner's on Patreon. Did I mention that? Go to patreon.com, search Tyler Penner, support him. And if you got a few extra bucks, support me, goddammit. That's uh, Ronald George Moore on Patreon. Also, the Mantle Money Shot podcast, our social media is our Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and bullshit.com. Uh, what else? TikTok, Ronald George Moore. I don't do too much of it, uh, to be fair and frank and all that jazz. But, uh, you know, once in a while I try to drop something on your aces. Um, if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. Thanks for dropping by. I like to drop two shows a week. I got the Tuesday Titter on Tuesdays, the Friday Foreplay on Fridays. Um, and also, once in a while, I like to throw in an interview with Manitoba's top talent, um, got a lot of uh, improvisers and musicians and artists and funny, funny people 
which is why Tyler, of course, is on the show. And if you do join the Patreon for as little as $2 every month, you get a, a, an extra bonus show every week called The Sunday Swallow, where I personalize and talk directly to the patrons and basically apologize for something I did in my past or in the week that I just had. Um, usually, for instance, flipping off a dude. That's uh, That was a good one. But anyway, just so you know, also, we're on SoundCloud.com. That's our home base. If you go there, you're going to see all our shows listed. If you go into the playlists, not only will you see uh, all the interviews I've done, uh, you'll see um, Hotel Manitoba, a podcast I, you know, once in a while do with my very beautiful girlfriend. And, and this is something I don't say enough. The actual challenge of each guest is to see if they can answer 100 rapid fire questions and do it within five minutes. So the idea is we have to work together. Usually every question and answer has to be relatively under three seconds. So it's very, very difficult. Only two guests have won. And uh, let's see if Tyler Penner is able to crack that nut and take home the actual money shot, which is a growing pot of money that uh, keeps going and going right up. You know, like, uh, no, as I said, it's been a while since the last person won. I think that was Sam Thompson, Witch Police Radio. Congrats, Sam. So that being said, maybe it was Rusty Robot. Whatever. Okay. I'm just dropping names at this point, but there's only one name that you need to hear, and that is Tyler Penner. I, I, thank you, Tyler, for doing the show. Thank you all for listening. It's been a real pleasure making this podcast. It's just a one-man show. It's just me, RGM, Rugum, and uh, it's fun twice a week to do this. So once again, thank you. Please tell your friends. Please share. Subscribe. Love. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. That's how I start. <laughs> Get the energy up. Yeah, totally. It worked. I'm jacked. Are you jacked? I'm jacked. I am <laughs> amped up. I'm also on like nine cups of coffee, though. So it's like, oh, it's hard to tell if, if maybe it was you, but maybe it was uh, the coffee. How are you doing today? It's a Sunday. It's a beautiful day outside. Did you get outside? I uh, did not get, I haven't, yeah, good, great point. I have not been outside once today yet. Well, you're I, a comic. Uh, I imagine you sleep till two or three. Yeah, yeah. Today was uh, today was okay. Today was ten o'clock, but I've Ooh. just been milling around in my apartment. That's actually concerning to me that I haven't <laughs> been outside once today, and that I didn't know about it. And you're in the village, so you're getting those church bells going off at <laughs> Sunday yes. at noon and on the hour. Yeah, which pisses a lot of people off. I love it. I it's like a little, you know. I guess I'm grew up a church boy, but. Uh, it doesn't really, I like it. It's like, you know, the neighborhood's alive and I can yeah. peer out my window and be like, oh yeah, people doing stuff out there. Eh, church is going on. But uh, I know it's like a nice little soundtrack. I have friends that have been like, oh, the damn church bells won't shut up. I, I, there's Are there not worse noises to hear? Oh, oh yeah. Church? Yeah. We're going to go through all the worst noises you've ever heard, uh, but you did mention <laughs> as you, yeah. you, you, as you were growing up as a boy, and that's what we're going to start with because I like to go back to the beginning here. So the first question I always ask is, where were you born? Born in Winnipeg, yeah. Born and raised, uh, well, no, born in Winnipeg in a hospital, raised in Niverville, man. It, well, in between Niverville and New Bothwell, just on a patch of land in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's pretty a good. You're farm boy. Just a farm boy, except with, with we didn't have a farm, so we oh. smelt all the farmland. But we just had a it was like a it wasn't even a huge yard. It was just a regular yard in the middle. I guess I think my dad found some cheap land and was just like, okay, this is it now. Yeah. So yeah, but we I went to school in New Bothwell, and I don't know they had the cheese factory there. They had the really? cheese. That's all you would hear all day and night is about the cheese. <laughs> just the cheese. That's the one thing that that town had was the cheese. And we went there for like five field trips. But the thing is, <laughs> nobody yeah, nobody in New Bothell actually worked at the cheese factory. Oh. And then, yeah, and then, so, I don't know. And now, you know, Bothell cheese is world-renowned, but I am over it. I don't, right. I grew up on it. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Good for them, but I don't Exactly. Know. You had your fill by five years old, you know. Oh, big time. 
was Bothwell cheese around when you were young? I, I don't even know what came first. You were the cheese. <laughs> yeah, chicken or the egg. Um, yeah. <laughs> dude, no, cheese, that cheese has been around for a long time. And, yeah. uh, it, but it wasn't like, uh, now it's got some like small town hipster flair to that cheese back in those days it was just cheese like they were making it in bulk and they were like here's your cheese now right. they got flavors they they want some competitions now it's like kind of high high dining cheese right exactly but, it's all high class yeah now it's, a, back whole, in it's a gated community now <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah you got to be a little uh, uh upper class to buy that cheese otherwise you're going with the craft singles but back in the day <laughs> that's all it was so, so i don't know Okay, now yeah. what what goes on there? What else is happening in New Bothwell? Like, as far as like, is there a bowling alley? I don't think so, right? What the no. population is what a thousand? I don't know. Maybe if that. Back when I was uh, going to school there, the population was like I think two hundred, and uh, they had an elementary school. It was K to nine, and then after that, everyone would either go to Steinbeck or Niverville. But there is not a lot going on there. They had a store. Um, that everyone would kind of congregate at, and yeah. uh, <laughs> there's no other was, choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Congregate that, somewhere. Exactly. It was like real corner gas stuff. Like they had a community center there that was just dilapidated. Not a lot of stuff happened there. There's a lot of weird people there, though. Mm-hmm. Like they had um, there's one guy who lived on the outskirts of town, and people call him Slapshot Abe, Crazy Abe, and mm-hmm. apparently the rumor goes is that. Uh, this guy and his friends, they all got together and did a bunch of drugs, and his two friends died, and he woke up crazy. Oh, so, yeah. And, yeah, and so he would be walking down the road, hitching a ride to New Bothwell, and it'd be like minus 40. Oh, my and God. And us kids would be on the bus, and we'd be like, we had a bus driver named George, and in hindsight, this is brutal, but he would slow down, open the door, and then just as Abe was looking, slam the door shut and drive away. And all what the kids the fuck? Like, that's horrible. <laughs> but the, all the kids bad. would be cheering. Oh yeah, we'd be like, "Yeah, George, you're the man." And George would be laughing. And in hindsight, it was vicious. Hey, we left Abe to freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No. Hey, it's Bothel. We had to get our kick somehow. And I guess so. I guess so. We we uh, we we able to get TV? That's a dumb question. Everyone got TV, but like, did you have a good selection of channels? No, we had the five, six Farmer Vision channels. Um, <laughs> Farmer Vision one. <laughs> Farmer Vision, oh yeah, big time. Once in a while, we'd pick up Fox Rochester on like a good day. Mm-hmm. And then my dad bought like this Shogun. It was supposed to improve our reception, but it never did. So we just had this huge clunking thing on our roof for a while. That oh yeah. Just, that pretty much just my dad just threw in the garbage. Uh, but then <laughs> big things happened because sky cable came out yeah and they were bringing cable out to the country so for a while on the top of our house we had like a good 30 foot antenna just to pick up these signals right and it changed our world we finally got basic cable and we didn't leave the tv for like a year and my dad was a big tv junkie he was just crazy but what kind of shows would your dad watch sports guy big sports guy yeah uh big movie guy action movies Loved Van Damme, loved Seagal back mm-hmm. in the day. And were you um, there watching it with them, all with your father and son checking out action films? And oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. And my parents like weird. You know, I don't know what in their kind of religious uh, upbringing made this the thing, but I could take all the violence I wanted, all the violence, one hundred percent okay. Yeah, it's just violence. Any nudity, close your eyes, leave the room. Very weird. <laughs> and they kind of go hand in hand in the 80s or 90s they do yeah big time those old action movies they're nothing but you know heads getting blown off and titties flopping around like it was great exactly love those movies yeah yeah for sure and then uh sports as well you're watching sports with your old man oh big sports guy yeah which is weird because he's from paraguay um Mm. he's like a mennonite from paraguay and who and that country never gets snow uh, but when he moved to Canada, turned into the biggest hockey fan. Like he's like the biggest hockey fan in the world. So yeah, me and him, man, we would watch hockey, hockey, hockey all day. Good right? Time. Is he is he still around? Oh yeah, he's still kicking. Still kicking yeah. in New Bothwell. 
No, he's actually North Kildonan now. Yeah, they moved to East Kildonan when I was 17 because uh, purely for the drive. He was a painter, yeah. right? So he would like, uh, yeah, he would have to drive into the city every day. And then he had road rage that you would not believe, like insane road rage. Really? So finally, he was like, because he had driven that road. He had driven to 59 Highway every day for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then if anyone went any speed below 110, he was just, he was at his peak. He just couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. So right. finally we all moved to East Kildonan when I was 17. And then, um, and that's it. Now I'm here. Now I'm here right. in Winnipeg. Right. Okay. But like with, with the road rage, like would you, would you be the type to get out with a pipe and approach another car? <laughs> was it that bad? No, no, he wasn't a pipe guy. He, but he was a pound <laughs> like steering that. wheel yelling at this person guy yeah so never scared the other person he just scared his own family so it didn't really <laughs> you know what i mean like he didn't yeah i'm like dude this is counterproductive you're not you're you're not you're not getting anything accomplished with this road rage but but i kind of get it because he drove that road every day which it was like a 45 minute drive from where yeah. we were mm-hmm. and um and at that point the 59 wasn't twinned so if you were stuck behind some old lady you're just stuck. Yeah. There's no good around it. And then, so, okay, let's go back to your school, like your school uh, K through, what would that have been, 11? K through nine, yeah. K, K through nine. How many kids were in the classroom? My my Bothwell graduating class, when we graduated grade nine, had, uh, uh, I think it was eight or nine kids in there. Right. So we so- had eight or nine kids graduating grade nine, which was, and that was the norm. Each Each class had maybe... 12, 13 kids. Like yeah. it was slim pickings out there. It was right. Crazy. And then because of that, we, did you find that uh, all the other kids uh, were very close friends? Cause it really, there, you were the insiders. There was no other kids around except, except Bothwell. Kind of, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. We kind of were like, we, um, we did kind of all get along, but for the most part, it was like, it was weird. You had a clash of personalities. Like there was a girl named Jessica, in my class who was super cool. Like we would uh, talk about Simpsons. We're into Simpsons into music, stuff like that. Yeah. So she was really cool. Most of the guys there though, were like, you know, farm boys, you know what I mean? Grain silo truck drive. And they talked about Dodge and Ford. You're stuck. Like these were your, these are your best friends. Now Mm -hmm. there's only, how how did you not fall into that trap? I guess. Cause you weren't really on a farm. Yeah, I know. So like, yeah, and I don't know, just the way, just the interest that me and my brother in, like, the other kids would be driving around snowmobiles and stuff, and me and my brother would be watching, like, Goodfellas and Reservoir Dogs in the basement. Yeah. So we, we'd show up to school, totally different interests. Exactly. But like I said, like, the, you know, like you said, there's only five of us, so I guess we're friends now. We have to be. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a, a video game console? Oh, buddy, big time. We, like... My brother was on top of that. My brother was kind of like a video game nerd. So right. older Nintendo, brother, right? Yeah. NES, SNES, 64, PlayStation. My brother was on top of it. So yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you remember uh, your favorite games? The Mario series, um, obviously. My brother was a big Star Fox guy for a while. Yeah. Um, and then my brother, when he got his computer, he got into like Quake and Doom and all the first person shooters. Doom, yeah. Yeah. He also loved Command and Conquer. Do you remember that game? No. It was like a real-time strategy. You had to like build a base and stuff. Oh, shit. No, I, I only had an Atari. Oh, really? Yeah. I kind of skipped everything until we until I had kids when you needed one. So. Oh, snap. <laughs> just not a big video game guy? Yeah, I just was, I just loved Atari, and when it got obsolete or whatever, I was like, I'm done. I'll, I'll go to the arcade. The arcades were still around, too, right? So. Oh, nice, yeah. And pinball. I'm a pinball nerd. I love yeah. pinball. Um, I'm kind of that way too. I, at least after, uh, I think after Xbox, I was still playing Halo in high school, yeah. but like after that, I was like, I got, uh, I'm not into it. These games are too crazy. Now they're too advanced. You got to put like 40 hours into them. I'm very mm-hmm. impatient. I like opening up Grand Theft Auto once in a while and, you know, blasting some people and getting in a car chase, but I don't know. I'm kind of over it. Did you have a first job in Bothwell? Yeah. Or- what was your first job? First job was working at this gas station called uh, 
CNGs that we we worked at. My brother worked there, and oh, yeah. uh, that place was a theft factory. I actually feel still feel bad because like could you steal so much? <laughs> what's that? Oh yeah, big time. Because like my brother worked there, and he would just okay first thing come in, bag of chips, crack that soda, yeah. crack that, drink, drink <clears> that. <throat> And Gary's like, ah, I'm hemorrhaging money here. And, you know, the employees would be like, yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um, it was brutal, but like, yeah, and, and me too. And the thing is, they were so good to us. They had like this all day buffet thing where they just made pizza and wings and stuff. And we oh, would get nice. this massive plate for half price and still not pay for it. Like just shithead kids, yeah. just the worst that was a fun job. When you moved, you quit or how did that end up? Yeah, I moved and um, yeah, we moved. I quit that job. But the thing is, after grade nine, I graduated. And then grade 10, I had to find a different high school. So I went to Steinbeck Regional for a year, mm-hmm. which was hell. I hate Steinbeck. I still hate that town. You hate it. Okay, I, let's get into it. <laughs> what do you I hate about hate, Steinbeck? Uh, yeah, no, I hate the people there. I, okay. <laughs> I hate... I just had such a bad experience that it was a worst year of my life that I, I still, every time, even if I'm driving through Steinbeck, I'd be like, you know what? You know, I hope that if the people all moved and we carpet bomb this entire town, I'd be okay with that. Like and just <laughs> raced it from history. Jesus, no time. Deep, for deep scars. Oh, deep scars. <laughs> yeah. And I thought maybe that was just a high school experience, but then the next year I went to Neverville and got five of my closest friends, friends that I'm still close with today. Oh, nice. And, yeah. And my mom, who's just a queen, recognized that I had finally gotten some close friends mm-hmm. that I liked for the first time in my life. So when we moved to Winnipeg, she drove me from Winnipeg to Niverville every day for high school. No way. That is so cool. I yeah, know. That's awesome. It was it was great. Good mom. Yeah. And, and not only that, but like I was like into metal so like in the morning, she, you know, I'm listening to Slipknot in the car and she's just <laughs> sitting there, just white knuckling it. Just, I love my son. Gritting her teeth. Oh man. She hated it, but she still did it. She's. How did she get into heavy metal? Yeah. I know you're a metal guy or how did, how did that happen? Was that big brother influence? That kind of was, um, he was kind of into it, like sort of, but, um, I think for my 15th birthday or something, I'd always watched like Much Loud, George Stromalopoulos. He'd, he'd host Much Loud. So I, yeah. I caught a lot of bands through there. Um, and uh, my brother gave me a Hate Breed CD for my 15th birthday. Wow. And then, and then when I went to Niverville, there was a bunch of kids into like Christian heavy metal, which sounds ridiculous, but actually had a couple of really good bands like Living Sacrifice and Zayo and Norma Jean. And these wow. bands were like, sick so and actually early around like in the early 2000s christian metal was like super popular like even in the mainstream thing it was kind of weird but is that um, right i just remember yeah. like i think striper but that would be the 80s i think right that was in the 80s yeah, yeah. they're legendary yeah but yeah and then just just kept it rolling through and then all my friends grew out of it but i never did i still love some tunes so let's talk about north kildonan then uh so you moved to north kildonan what yeah. uh, what kind of things were you doing then? Was it a was it a bit of a shock, or you already knew the city of Winnipeg by that point? No, that was a total shock. Great question, by the way, because mm. like, yeah, when I came to, it's actually like East North Kildonan. I don't know what it is. One of the Kildonans, but um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't know anyone here, and I had no way of really. I didn't see any way of actually like meeting anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than my friends outside of Niverville. Um, I don't know. Anytime I was in Winnipeg, I never really did anything or hung out with anyone from Winnipeg. I didn't know how to make friends. I, I kind of knew some guys that worked at the Domo close to my house because I bought weed off them a couple of times. Okay, but no, nope, <laughs> at would, the Domo. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> there was oh there was slanging weed out of the Domo there on McLeod. It's pretty good. It makes sense in and out. You know why not? Big time. Yeah. But um, but no one I would really want to hang out with. And actually, because I was smoking a ton of weed, I stopped really hanging out with my Niverville friends. And Why, because so, they weren't smoking weed? or No, it was just like... They want to drive all stoned up? 
Yeah, that and uh, but also like post high school, I went like into a weird phase for a good four or five years where I just wasn't. I was just depressed and just on my own, and I just kind of went to hermit mode. I didn't do. Maybe you were emo. I think I was emo, except (laughs) like not. Did you have black eyeliner on for some reason? (laughs) Dude, back in high school, I totally had the black swoop hair. Yeah. Oh, I was doing that big time, (laughs) full on dork. But um, but then I started going bald, so it just looked weird. Right. Uh, (laughs) Just a couple, a couple of. Just a couple of emo strands. Yeah. Turn that into a comb over. It's like, dude, you don't look emo. You look like Mr. Bean. Uh, so you're being a lone wolf. You just were like, weren't socializing. Big time. Your room. Yeah, that's exactly it. I Listen was to death metal. Christian that's death exact, metal. That's exactly it. And I was just sitting there just smoking weed all day and just listening to metal, watching shows, but really went, uh, really went lone wolf. Kind of weird. What shows were you watching? We kind of talked about your old man's, but what shows were you watching at that time? What did you watch when you were a, a young man? Simpsons. Simpsons season three through ten mm-hmm. is still that. I mean, that still holds up, but that was that, Simpsons was my bread and butter. Right. Um, also, uh, man, what else? Like Seinfeld. Obviously, I loved Seinfeld. And then um, I got into. Uh, I was always a big Mad TV fan. I don't know, like Will Sasso when yeah. he was on that show, like that whole thing. As a teenager, that was that was my jam. Yeah, mine it. too. I really, I was a huge fan of Mad Magazine. So when they came out, and they even when they had the bumpers of Spy versus Spy, I was like, sure. oh, I love this so much. Yeah. And the cast was great. Yeah, Will Sasso. Yeah, big time. They had like Aerie Spears, and in the early days, they had like a Nicole Sullivan. Yeah, Nicole Sullivan, Phil Lamar. Um, oh, yeah. Herman guy. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Dave. Dave David Herman, Herman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's King Office of the Hill, Day. right? He's great. Sure. Was, oh, King of the Hill was another show that was huge. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think the theme here is comedy. You like comedy. You're watching a lot of comedy. Yeah. Big yeah. Time. And, but also, after high school, um, actually, in this phase, I started, I got to like Mr. Show. And, uh, nice. Yeah, Mr. Show was great I, I the first time i watched it i didn't really uh i wasn't smart enough yet to appreciate what was going on really right but then one day you give it you watch it and it just clicked and i was like holy shit like, yeah like, yeah because some of it's it like well that, what kind of sense does this make oh it's <laughs> yeah. not supposed to it's just yeah exactly make yeah. you bust a gut what about stand-up did you at that point were you listening to stand-up you know um yeah here and there though I wasn't like a huge stand-up junkie or anything, and I'm still not. But like, like I remember as a kid watching Seinfeld, I'm telling you for the last time, and then um, as a teenager, like Dave Chappelle's, like for what it's worth, and um, Killing Me Softly, and um, and you know what else? I'll I'll admit, like in my early 20s or whenever it came out, like Dane Cook's, uh, I forget what his album is, but the one that blew up. Right, the double double uh, disc, the double album. Yeah, exactly. The one, the one that kind of, yeah, made them blow up. That, that was that was. I was listening to that for a long time, and I don't care what anyone says. That's still a good album. And did you join his MySpace? <laughs> Were you one of those guys? <laughs> no, that's what MySpace made his career, didn't it? I think he was the one, the guy. He always talks about how he was relentless on MySpace. He'd reach out to every fan and make that connection. Oh, really? Anyone who reached out to him, he would reach back interesting man maybe i should we should get on this social media maybe i'm <laughs> missing out here this is crazy i know when we get to that point it's gonna be like all right so tell us how people can get in contact with you well you can hang out in the village <laughs> yeah totally maybe uh, i'll run into you i'll see you at subway i don't know <laughs> <laughs> when you arrived okay so you're in north kildonan or you're in a kildonan do you uh did you uh get a job were you working anywhere I got jobs at different gas stations here and there. I got a job at Barkman Concrete for a couple of years. Do it like laying concrete. No, no, just like in the office. Okay, and, cool. It's better. <laughs> yeah, and they loved me, but I was a terrible employee. Like they, they, they loved me and my personality, but they didn't. I mean, they they were like, we can't justify hiring this guy again. And I don't blame them either. I was, I lived five minutes away from that place, and I showed up ten minutes late to work every day. Like it was, just, there's no excuse. It was pathetic. But um, 
Are you yeah. one of those guys? Are you are you typically late for stuff? Is it or, or is it kind of like here and there? Here and there. I've worked on that because back in the day, I was actually huge dick about that. And um, it, I found out like, no, it's it's kind of I mean, it depends on I mean, for my job. No, I don't give a shit about that. I'll show up late every day. But when <laughs> other people's time is involved, like when other people are uh, meeting up with friends and stuff like that, I used to be late all the time. And it's like, that isn't cool. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, just, yeah, for sure. They're sitting there waiting for you. So I don't know why it took me so long to learn that, but it's it a did. good lesson. It's a good lesson. <laughs> I know it now. And also with stand up, stand up kind of helped me with that. Because if you're late for stand up, well, sorry, bro, you're you're done. Like you're not getting up. Yeah. So you have to be there on time. Right. That whipped you together. I don't know why yeah. I said that. <laughs> it <didn't laughs> no, it's you. true. Were there any, were you hanging out anywhere in Kildonan? Like any local establishments that you like to frequent? Not really, dude. Not really. I would go to the McDonald's, get a double quarter pounder meal, go to that Rogers video, rent a movie, and then just come back home. Sometimes when I was in my weed smoking phase, I would just sit in my car, listen to, to tunes or whatever. And just uh, smoke weed in the parking lot and just chill out there. Sometimes wow. I would just get in my car and with because I had nothing to do. I had I I didn't know anybody. I had no friends really anymore. Uh-huh. I would just like get in my car and sometimes just do laps around the perimeter. Like I've done driven around the perimeter twice in a night and then wow. just like gone to Wendy's and then went home. Very. <laughs> Very sad shit. <laughs> like real pathetic. And um well, I don't know. I've heard uh, that could be a fun time, I guess. You know? Dude, it was. I actually I loved it. It was great. Especially if you want to listen to something and kind of like not have any distractions. That's that's not too bad. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. I just want to get high, drink this coffee, and then listen to this these couple of albums or whatever over and over again, and then just go in my own head. See you later. Yeah. Right. Thank you for justifying that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I justify. Yeah. I'm a justifier. So let's talk stand up. Let's talk. Let's talk stand up. Okay. So you, you're in your little funk there, your little emo funk, <laughs> Christian, whatever. <laughs> yeah. How did you get out of that that shell? You know, it kind of was. It kind of was stand up. I was at home, and for some reason, you know what it was. I had been reading. Every time I would take a dump, we always had copies of the Winnipeg Sun kicking around. So I would always go to like back in those days, they had like the arts and entertainment section or whatever. Right. Yes. Yeah. What's going on in the city? And I'd be looking for like metal shows or whatever to go to. Um, And then I kept seeing under the cavern, it was stand up comedy with John B. Duff. Right. It said that every Sunday. I was like, oh, that's weird. There's stand up in Winnipeg. So I thought one day, for some reason, I just got in my head. I'm like, I'm going to go do it. And um, and then just did it. Went on Notepad, wrote down word for word an entire act or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, Did you have it memorized? No. I mean, like, I had bits and pieces memorized, but mm-hmm. it was it was just bad. It was all just bad. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, I went to the toad one day and I was like, you know, cause the cavern was in the basement. I'm like, so is there stand up comedy? And the guy's like, yeah, it's in the basement. It starts in like two hours. I was there wicked early. Right. And then, so just went to subway and hung out there for two hours until the show started and, uh, did my first set. Right, so that um, was the first time you met with John there that night. Yeah. John was there. He was hosting and, uh, he was reading jokes out of a joke book but making them his own kind of jokes. You know what I mean? Like, um, like he had one where he was like, uh, I forget what it was, but anyways, John's punchline was the Jews and, uh, and <laughs> the room, I mean, I was the only one in the crowd, but it got me. I was like, Oh shit, that's funny. You're dude!" Like, the he, only one. <laughs> I was the only one there, but it worked for me. And then, but throughout the night I was just drinking rum and Cokes cause I was starting to get more and more nervous. And he put me on like right at the end of the night. So I was blasted, but I went up there and uh, didn't bomb, like didn't do well, but like got enough laughs that John was like, yeah, you should definitely come back next week. Nice. So, and then started going, started making friends. And uh, 
the ball's been rolling ever since. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, you did you you hadn't been to Rumors Comedy Club or? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think I'd ever even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, because I had no idea what was in the city. I was still in Niverville brain. Um, right. But uh, talked to Mike Green, local comic Michael Green, and yeah. um, at that first set at the Cavern, and he said, hey, I run a room at the Standard. You should come check it out on Thursdays. So then I went there on Thursdays, mm-hmm. started seeing the same people week in, week out, started hanging out, and uh, made some Winnipeg friends. Which nice. Was, we it's did it. Like-minded individuals just want to make people laugh. That's really cool. So you became a regular just going every Sunday. That's obvi- that's the first time that I remember meeting you or seeing you on stage was at the Cavern for sure. Big time, yeah. And like after a while, you, you would come in and halfway through the night, you would go up there and do this amazing rap that was hilarious and the crowd's like blowing up i'm like who the hell is this guy he just comes in raps crushes and then leaves i don't think that's how it went but thanks that's that's how i remember it i I remember remember the whole idea was just to like it was all bad freestyle it was just go up there and just try to be funny and you know be the villain yeah but you were pulling out bars you had bars like I was like, oh, snap, this guy's not this guy's this guy's got some skill on the mic. No, but that was all, that was just all that was just free. I'm just a rap fan who's like bad at freestyle. But I, I like I don't you know, I try. I think that's where the comic came. You could see you really want to root for me. He's trying up there. He's, he's, he's trying <laughs> yeah. to be a rapper. Yeah. You had flow. That was a thing. And no one else like anytime other the other comics would try to rap. They would be like, here is the thing about run. there's no flow. You had a you had a. Decent flow. Anyone who listens to old school rap knows, right. oh, this guy's got some natural flow ability. Well, it didn't even matter because that's the best part because even it was the crowd response. Like the, if, the idea is like I challenged someone to freestyle rap. The Eminem movie was all the rage then. Oh, so yeah, big time. some uh, unfortunate person would come up and they'd battle me. And even if they were better, you get the audience to judge. But then even if they the audience picked them i would still claim victory it was genius uh so okay so before you hit the cavern you hadn't seen any stand-up live before no the first time i'd ever seen it performed live was when duff took the stage wow yeah so when john b john b does the first live stand-up i've ever seen in my life i've seen like i saw my um high school teacher do it at a talent show but never never in an actual comedy setting. That was the first time I'd ever seen it done. And John oh, that's a- not that's not true. We went to a comedy club in Vegas when I was eighteen, and I saw stand up there, and that was pretty good too. Do, what, what venue? Do you remember the venue in, in Vegas, Las Vegas? No, it was like some hotel. And now that I think back, it was like uh, it was like on the floor of a casino. And now that I think back, I think they were running like three shows a night or something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the jokes were pretty. Like there was like a lot of like some racial humor that was pretty hacky and probably pretty problematic now that I think back. But at the time, mm-hmm. it was the first time I'd ever seen stand up. Dude, I was dying. I was like, dude, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, that's the but uh, but I'm still gonna give it to Duff. The first time I'd ever been that close to the stage and like that environment. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's man, time's flying by. Actually, like that just depressed me because I'm like, dude, I've been. I remember it like it was yesterday doing that first cavern set and like not knowing anyone and uh, not, you know, everyone's just grinding it out. It was a real, that was a special time because no one, no one knew what to do. Mm -hmm. So everyone's just kind of figuring it out and it's kind of like this now, but there's kind of a formula, but that was before you had the formula, Not not a formula, but that was before you even knew how to write a joke when you first start comedy, it's, it's awesome because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you even want to do. Um, so you're just up there trying shit and, and just figuring out your own voice. How long was it until you did find your own voice? Did it feel like that for you at some point where just like you got off stage and was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, after any good set, I feel like, I know what I'm doing. And then after any bad set, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta tinker with this. <laughs> Cause mm. like, I mean, I don't take it too personally anymore, but like even this past Friday at rumors, there's a just for Laugh showcase and the crowd was off and 
I didn't feel a hundred percent. And, um, was that like, what they offer you particularly or, or all, there was like a lineup of eight comedians, right. Showcasing for just, yeah, no, yeah, they were, they were off for everyone. They were off across the board. The crowd sucked. Well, they didn't suck, but like, they just, I don't know. They weren't, uh, they didn't give us what we deserved or at least right. they didn't give other, the other guys what they deserved. And, um, but, but yeah, as far as finding my voice goes, like, I don't know, like, um, I still feel like I'm finding that and I still feel like, you know, there's uh just a ton of work to do. This thing about stand up, it's like a 20, 25, 30 year game before, yeah. you know, maybe when I'm like 25 years in, I'll be like, oh no, this is I finally this is me now. Now I know who I am. But like mm-hmm. I still there's still times um when I leave stage where I'm like, dude, it this feels like starting from square one. Like, what the hell? Like I yeah. thought you think you have it figured out, and then um and then you're up there and you're like, is this it? Or do we have to change it again? Or, uh, you know, like I, I want to make myself laugh. I'm not even doing that anymore. What mm-hmm. are we doing? So I don't know. It's a, it's a process, but it's how, a good How laugh. often do you weed out old jokes? Like, you know, everyone knows Louis C.K. He does a year and then he quits and he writes a new routine. Funny you should ask that because I need to write some new material. I mean, we need to get to work, man. Like, what's it's... the deal with COVID? <laughs> totally, dude. I, I swore to myself I would stop doing COVID material literally two shows ago. That's how long it took me. Where now I'm like, I think I'm done doing COVID material. COVID was like two years ago, and I'm still up there being like, that was weird. It's like <laughs> we gotta, you know. So I just, I'm part of me. What makes me a good stand-up is that I'm super lazy. Cause I get material from that, but like at the same time, uh, like I got to get to work here. I got to get to work. And I was just, you know, I can always imagine that's an ongoing process throughout your whole life is going to be like constantly trying to find that next joke, you know, trying to get that, connect those dots, connect those dots to like where, um, you know, cause you see some out of towners come in or even local guys who are like constantly writing constantly trying new stuff whereas me because i host at rumors i want to make sure that that crowd for that night has a good show so i do my 20 minutes of my best material Mm -hmm. and then you know to make them get them to the show and get their money's worth but at the same time uh i'm not really hitting the open mics anymore and working on new stuff so Now, why is that? Is that because it's like a a, a rumors thing? You know how Yuck Yucks has like, oh, our performers can't play anywhere else. I don't know if it's the new one in Winnipeg. I would, who knows? But I just mean, does rumors have that policy? I don't think they do, do they? No, no, they don't. Not at all. They, uh, yeah, Tyler Rumors, the manager of Rumors, he's like, you know, encouraging us to work on new material. But um, you know what it is? You know what it kind of is? It's kind of a drinking thing for me. Like, because I know when I, 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 there's nothing. More than I love than going out to the bar, going out to the club at, at a stand-up show, and tearing it down, and having some beers, maybe a couple of shots with my friends, and telling jokes. I love it. Yeah. But the thing is, here you can do that. I could do that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Right. And dude, I'd be dead in three years if I drank and did comedy as much as I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, and I haven't quite figured out how to be comfortable doing it sober yet. So, um, um, oh, you like, have, like a shot or two before you go on stage? Oh, yeah, big time. Every time I go to rumors, shot of Jameson, Budweiser, nurse that, get my set ready, another yeah. shot of Jameson before I go on stage. Now we're feeling it. Right. And it's, it works. I love it. But, um, at the same time, after a while, it's like, hey, bro. What do you, you know, you might want to do a show or two completely sober and see what oh, yeah. that feels like, you know? Oh, yeah. Just uh, for the diversity of performing in, for different crowds, you know, yeah. a kids party. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, you're not going to do a shot of Jameson and then go to a school and give a pep talk there. So mm-hmm. did um, you find it um, when you started doing shows at Rumors, did you feel like that was almost graduating from the open mics? Yeah, sort of. I did. Honestly, I did. And like, not, not to be, um, not to take a shit on the open mics cause they're great in this city. But, um, I don't know for me personally, it's like, I can either do five minutes at the open mic and have to watch 30 other comics do five minutes. Right. 
You got to be respectful of the other comics, you know. Got to do it. The same way. It's like you're all in on this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Five minutes. Going to be a long night. Um, <laughs> but, or I can just like, I can go to Rumors for a guest spot and do eight minutes in front of like a, a pretty large crowd. That's pretty fair, you know, and I can uh, do that and then bounce. So I spent a lot of time at the open mics. And yeah, when I, I got the nod at rumors and like kind of got entrenched in that club. And it's like one of the best clubs in North America. So, you know, I would prefer to just, if I'm going to work on new material, which hopefully I do someday, um, <laughs> then, you know, I can just do it at rumors. I mean, we're better to try out material. Rumors is great. The yeah. staff there's awesome. Management's great. Like I love that place. I, I fucking love when they had, when Norm McDonald passed away and someone had a little tribute outside the club there. What's not beautiful. Big time of yeah, they set up a little shrine there. That was great. That yeah. was awesome. Uh, have you done any touring? None. None. Zero. I went to, yeah, zero touring. I've not I've, even in Bothwell. Didn't go. I didn't know. I haven't put done up a the, mic at the gas station. The coveted cheese factory gig. No, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, I've. I think I've done Estevan one time. Bombed. Went to uh, <laughs> oh, no. Fort. Fun. Yeah, I went to Fort Francis. That was that was a good time. They always... forgot to change all the references to Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I thought Saskatchewan had so many Mennonites. I'll I'll do all my Mennonite material. There was not a Mennonite to be found. <laughs> Just a room full of godless heathens who hated Mennonites. Right. So I was like, okay, it was that was <laughs> terrible. And you know, in that show, actually, I was supposed to do fifteen. I get up on stage. It's a bunch of fluorescent lights. I can see the eyeballs of everyone that's there. So no, I am just that. No, no. I hide yourselves from me. Um, right. So I'm bombing. And then after six minutes, I just, this was a couple of years ago, but I just did the comedy faux pas. And I'm like, I am out of here. No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys have been great. I'll tell you, see you later. And I'm just, I run off stage and then I had to see Mike Green who was doing that. He was hosting. Mm-hmm. He's just booking it towards the stage. Um, <laughs> and he has to cover for me. He has to do extra time now. Cause right. I, you know, I, I blew it. I was like, Ugh. talk about an awkward ride home. Please. Oh, it was, it was ugly. Who are some of your favorite comics? I still love Brian Regan. Brian Regan's still the man um, the right shit. now. He's so good. Like, Did you see so him when great. he came here? He came here. I, I did. You were at that yeah. show. It was an awesome Dude, he, show. Yeah, Pantages, so, right? I don't know. I thought I saw him at the Burt. Edit in 2014 Pantages, 2018 The Burt. Edit out. You know who I listen to? I listen to a ton of Tim Dillon. I love Tim Dillon. Um, Is he Canadian? No, he's a, he's like a podcaster from LA, but he's like lights out. He's just the man. Okay. Um, Canadian, though, I Chris Locke. Is, Chris Locke is hilarious. Yeah, dude, yeah. He's so good. He's 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 hilarious. Caught him uh, at the at the handsome daughter, aka Standard. Oh yeah, yeah. Big time. Oh, he's got the he's got the whole his whole special that he filmed at the daughter on YouTube right now. Oh, he and does. That, yeah, and that's a regular play for me. Like that was because he's just riffing with the crowd the whole time. The crowd's kind of drunk and rowdy, but mm-hmm. he's just lights out. Like on the fly, that guy is just like really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob Pugh's still great. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, – there's a bunch of other ones, yeah. But. For sure. Do you, I guess you get the opportunity to see a lot of headliners working at Rumors. Is there any particular show that you really enjoyed seeing? Yeah. Um, and Jeez. Uh, oh, you know, truth be told, a lot of the time I'm just getting hammered in the kitchen. Um <laughs> <laughs> that happens i'm just there because like I, I don't know you see so much stand up that after a while you're just like all right i get it yeah um, and also like though, I, there are comics that just don't like to watch other stand-ups because they don't want to be influenced or have any some subconscious exactly uh, rigor with that parallel thinking right yeah for sure yeah. and dude i am so subject to that like i had to stop listening to bill burr's podcast because i started talking like bill burr I, oh my god what's <laughs> all i do i try not to do that <laughs> I know. And like, I can't, um, I can't watch too much stand up. And like, so now for me, it, like it, it's not about getting into the act. I rarely just sit down and actually just listen to what they're talking about for entertainment. I'm like, Oh, they're crushing. Oh, that joke worked. Oh, that didn't. Oh, that's cool. How he did that. Oh, yeah. cool. The crowd's responding to that. Oh, that's a weird, Oh, he handled that. Well, 
Yeah. So it's hard for me to just unplug from that brain and just be like, dude, exactly. this is a funny story. You You're know? not this there to watch. You're doing your homework. Kind of. You know? yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. I'm looking for what jokes I can steal. What <laughs> yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> the money to money shot. It's a hundred questions in five minutes. Dude. Basically we have to, did I mention this? <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. You did. They're quick and easy. Nothing too hard. If we complete the task together, you win the money shot. Yeah, I was gonna. How does this even possible? Hundred questions in five minutes. That's insane. It's, it's it's hard. Only two guests have won the money shot over. Uh, I think you're like seventy two. Oh so, snap! Yeah, so it's rough, but I think we can do this, man. I, it's just a matter of just getting it out fast, not thinking too hard on it. I'm a moron. We're, this, there's no way we're, we're gonna do this. <clears throat> Tyler Penner. Comedian, are you ready? I am ready. Let's, Let's do this. Go. Tonight, your money shot is... How are you feeling? Great. What's cool? Uh, being yourself. What's not cool? Uh, trying to be someone else. Name a flavor of Kool-Aid. Grape. Name a musician. Jimi Hendrix. Do you like coconut? Yeah. What do you put in your coffee? Cream. Favorite tea? Uh, green. How often do you get sick? Not often. Do you bite your nails? Yes. Name a Tom Cruise film. Top Gun. Can you dance? Not well. Name a book you've read. Uh, In Cold Blood. Have you been to a wrestling match? Uh, yes. Name a Winnipeg movie theater. Uh, Kildoran Place. Name a Manitoba sports team. Winnipeg Jets. Cornflakes or Rice Krispies? Cornflakes. Cupcakes or muffins? Uh, muffins. Favorite chocolate? Um, Twix. Last TV show you watched? Um, Married with Children. Name a Winnipeg band. Um, oh, Archie Gathis. Have you ever snowmobiled? Yeah. How many keys on your key ring? Four. Cashier or self-serve checkout? Self-serve. Name a character from The Simpsons. Mo. Do you paint? Uh, no. Do you keep a journal? Uh, no. Have you read the Bible? Yes. Are you good at poker? Uh, no. Were you ever a cheerleader? <laughs> no. Have you broken any bones? Uh, yes. What's your favorite snack? Um... Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Name a cartoon character. Oh, uh, Homer Simpson. Are you a Star Wars fan? Uh, not really. Are you a Star Trek fan? Uh, not really. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? Not really. Name a Stephen King novel. Um, The Shining. Favorite theater in Winnipeg? Um, the Landmark on Grant. Do you watch Netflix? No. Do you chew gum? Yes. Do you like your beer in a bottle or a can? Uh, in a glass. Are you are you a fan of UFC? Uh, not really. Do you own a Roomba? No. Name a stand-up comic. Brian Regan. Do you eat tuna? Yes. Name a Beastie Boy. Um. Oh man. We're gonna pass. Pass. Do you own a cassette player? Uh, no. Name someone from Saturday Night Live. Um, Kyle Mooney. Name a Saturday Night Live movie. Um, what are we doing? Uh, uh, sorry, Tommy Boy. Are you a morning person? We got to pick it up. No. Are you? How are you feeling now? Uh, pretty good. What's your favorite movie? Oh man, um, Passenger Fifty Seven. What's your second favorite? Cliffhanger. Do you golf? Yes. Do you play darts? Uh, no. Do you play video games? No. Do you play backgammon? No. You ever place a bet on a horse? Uh, no. What would you name a horse? Furry. <laughs> name a flower. Uh, Daisy. Name a mountain. Mount Everest. Name a mountain town. I mean, name a town, any town. Um, New Bothwell. Name a cut, name a cut of steak. Um, uh, New York Strip. What vegetable do you eat the most? Broccoli. W would you use an alarm clock? Uh, yes. Dairy Queen or Burger King? Uh, Dairy Queen. Where do you order pizza from? Pizza Hotline. Name a country artist. Um, 
uh, Alan Jackson. Have you been to Folk Fest? No. Have you been to Folklorama? Yes. Do you shop at Dollarama? Yes. Do you use DoorDash? Uh, no. Have you ever ziplined? No. You ever rollerblade? Uh, yes. Do you own an air fryer? We could do this. Uh, no. Favorite musical? Um, the sound of music. Uh, last book read? Um, uh, Blood Meridian. Name a Pixar character? Uh, Buzz Lightyear. Favorite toy? Um, yo-yo. Have you been to the Human Rights Museum? Yes. Have you been to the Canadian Mint? No. Have you been to Ray and Jerry's? Yes. Have you been to Solid Gold? Yes. Have you been on a jet ski? Uh, no. Have you been on a horse? No. Can you whistle the Jeopardy theme? Yes. Have you ever baked a cake? Uh, yes. Do you own property? No. Who does your hair? Uh, myself. I do. Are, are you currently wearing a Band-Aid? No. Uh, how many broken bones in your body? Uh, one. Do you go to church? No. Uh, best Batman movie? Uh, Batman Returns. Name a TikTok channel. Oh, man. Steve Bridges. Name a famous ship. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking Christ. Oh, shit. Oh, that was Damn so it. close. How many were we short? We must two. have been up to... Two. What? Two. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Thing, you know what? I stumped on that goddamn Beastie Boys question. <laughs> I was like, Chuck D and the SNL movie. Damn me. Oh, there are some real thinkers in there, I guess. Oh, that you know was what? so you know, close. That's the closest it's ever been, I think. Dude, I love that game because I was like, as I was saying the answers, I was like learning about myself. I was like, oh, yeah, no one's I never even thought to think about it. That's a fantastic game. Therapists should use that game just yeah. to figure their clients out. Yeah, they can get out, in and out in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, get on with the In and out. Yeah, totally. Biggest trauma in your life. Uh, <laughs> come on, put my hand on the stove. It's like, boom, there you go. Problem solved. It cost you 15 bucks instead of the hourly rate. Good to go. Well, it was, it was, as I said, that was the closest it's ever been. But I mean, you did, you're like a trooper, man. I'll make sure you get a consolation prize for nice. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? You already got me the prize. People don't know this. Listen to the podcast. I meet Ron at the Kyle Canadian Matt Bronger show. This guy, haven't seen this guy in a long time, buys me two beers like it's nothing. <laughs> Buddy, you done paid for everything. I really ah, appreciate that. It's been a long time, man. We go way back. I just never get to see you. And it's funny because we lived in the village together and I barely, we were like two blocks away from each other. I barely ran into you. you you're staying inside. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I'm staying inside. And then I saw you, I was sitting on the church steps and I saw you and we barely recognized each other too. I was like, Ron? That's true. Like, well, then you have uh, the yeah. COVID too. I haven't seen a lot of friends in a long time. No. Like, man. But we are going to Doug Stanhope at Rumors. Nice. Here, buddy. Good. I. I'm going to be in Palm Springs going out what? there with the family. Yeah, I'm, I'm going out with the family. So I'm going to miss Stanhope for like the third time. Every time he comes to Winnipeg, I miss him. So uh -huh. like I'm going to miss him again. It's insane. Why Palm Springs? You know, we just went there one time and we had a great time because my uncle had like some Airbnb hookup um, that was super cheap. And now that's just our spot. I don't know. Right. It's weird. My mom shipped me to her aunt in California. And so I spent... Maybe, you know, six hours in, in Palm Springs. But I remember I got a bottle of Southern Comfort. I sat on a bench and watched a lot of palm trees. That's about it, you know. Nice. Yeah. Get ham getting hammered in the desert. Well, so if people want to get a hold of you. I'm on Twitter, but I, I got to start it. But catch up Twitter's on me. It's hard. It's hard. And it's I so. I got nothing it, to say. I got nothing to say. And everyone's <laughs> screaming. It's like, I just. Exactly. This isn't my party. Okay. What's your um, Instagram where people can follow you? Yeah, Tyler Penner Comedy. Yeah. So Tyler Penner Comedy. Pretty uh, basic. Yeah. And yeah. you're you can find you at rumors. You can go down. Is there there's Come to rumors, man? Big oh, time. Yeah. Be, you're performing once a week there? Or what's Posting there once a week. Yeah. And uh Is yeah, it every man, like just, the same day every week? Uh no. It switches up. So I might be there Friday late show, Saturday late show, but uh call ahead, figure out uh some tickets. There's a bunch of great acts coming out there. So yeah, check out rumors, man. Rumors is dope. What about Yuck Yucks? Are you going to be going to the, down to see some shows there? No, my um, I'm too loyal to really do that. I mean, I don't know. Like, is, it's, is there going to be a big rivalry now? 
between the two? There might be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I wish Yuck Yuck's all the best, but like, if I want to, if I want to do comedy, if I want to, you know, rumors is my watering hole. So if exactly. I'm going to go anywhere, it's going to be sure. rumors. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again. Good seeing you. Yeah, for sure. You too, Ron. Thanks for having me and uh, cheers, buddy.